This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. 
Richard, thanks for joining us. As always, you think about this weekend being a 3 o'clock game. Coach Pittman said earlier this week it's a great time for recruits to be able to get there and then even go home in some cases. Who should we know about coming in to Fayetteville this weekend? Still putting the, uh, putting together a list, but Andre uh, Evans, a, 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 a DB out of, uh, out of Tennessee, a, 24, 20, a 2024 prospect, with offers from Arkansas, Tennessee, Michigan, Ole Miss, Kentucky, several others. Uh, he'll be in for uh, an unofficial visit. Uh, there's some others that I'm still waiting to hear from. But, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a better setup when, uh, like uh, Coach Pittman said, they're able to get in uh, that day and some uh, be able to leave that night and, uh, and go back home, so make it a one-day trip. So uh, that's 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 a good setup, much better than the LSU game. But uh, you know, hey, that's that's just the way it is right now. The good thing is, uh, a lot of kids are not in the playoffs. So kids that are not in the playoffs can still come Friday night, attend the uh, and, and attend the LSU game, and head head home that that uh, that uh, afternoon. How big is homecoming for recruiting? I don't, you know, I don't. I think for kids, it's not that it's not that big of a deal. Maybe the parents are kind of, you know, they they understand the significance of it. You know, people coming back to campus and stuff like that, and you know, their days of uh, college. Uh, you know, I I don't think it's a huge deal for you know a sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old uh, young man who hasn't really, you know experienced the college life yet and under fully understands it but uh you know it, it, it's still a you know a, a good thing for for them to see and 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 see the school how they honor uh, their past uh, students yeah richard a rash of games particularly in the western side of the state but i mean the further east you i mean further east you go maybe it's a little less frequent are being moved from friday night to thursday night in our state uh, due to the threat of of severe weather um, I was just thinking, sitting there listening to you talking a second ago, could this open up the possibility for someone that was supposed to uh, play Friday night, now going to play Thursday night, that they can get to the game on Saturday uh, where otherwise their plans weren't going to work out? Yeah, you know, as far as, uh, you know, maybe if that's uh, the case with uh, uh, other states like Oklahoma, yeah, I could see that. Uh, you know, Arkansas kids obviously won't make that m- – big of a difference but uh and i think i saw some uh schools even in texas moving their uh their games to thursday mm-hmm. too uh so uh uh yeah that that could that could help a little bit for this weekend no doubt we've moved games before for deer hunting but not for you know i guess we've had we've had some really severe weather i guess they're expecting some bad stuff but i was surprised and as i'm sure you were the number of games it seemed like yesterday about Late morning, early afternoon, uh, you just a, a a snowball started rolling downhill on game game date and time changes. Yeah, that the good thing is, uh, you know, for the for the for the most part, uh, people in the weather industry, meteorologists, are pretty accurate. And I guess uh, most of the, you know, the administration and the AD saw this coming and thought this was a possibility. And I'm sure that they were kind of working on this in advance in case it. As it got closer to Friday, and it, it was, you know, maybe a little bit more definite that the weather was going to be uh, bad. 
that they were able to kind of have things going in uh, in that direction and, and be able to announce it that quickly. So it'll be a lot of games tonight in the western part of the state. Central part of the state, from what I can tell, still playing a lot on Friday night. There's a couple of very uh, meaningful games when it comes to playoff positions and seating in conferences and also some great players to get out and watch in the uh, Central Arkansas area. So I guess a, a real enthusiast could go watch a game tonight on the western side of the state and go to Central Arkansas. Who would who would you be watching if you were heading to Central Arkansas for a game Friday night? Tommy, I'm going to disappoint you. I haven't even looked at the schedule. I'm not <laughs> even going to lie to you. I've been so focused on uh, uh, so many uh, so many other things this week. And I, you, you, what what what's sad is what I usually do when I pick out pick a game. I pick a game on. Uh, on Thursday or or on Friday, I, it just it just depends on you know what, you know, how close I am to that game, and you know I, 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 that's usually when I make my decision. So I, have, I haven't even looked at the schedule. I'm sorry to say. How about Cabot at North Little Rock? Yeah, that, well, Cabot. Obviously, I saw them against Bryant, uh, and uh, obviously that was a very good game. I, I give them the edge. I like their quarterback. Uh, they got good size on the line, especially the offensive line. Uh, but North Florida Rock's playing uh, much better as of late. Uh, and then they got Quincy Quincy Rhodes. They got a linebacker that I really like, too, uh, at North Florida Rock. So North Florida Rock's always going to have talent. But that that that'd be, a good, be a good game. But I, I'll go ahead and uh, pick uh, Cabot on that one. What about Conway at Bryant? Those are the two big ones in the 7 Central. Yeah, I, I, man, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what, it's kind of like Alabama. You know, it's hard to pick against Alabama because how dominant they've been lately. It's hard to pick against Bryant because they've been dominant so, so, so much, uh, so lately. So, uh, and they just seem, when, when you, when, when you win as much as a team like Bryant, even when it comes down to crunch time, you're thinking, okay, we're going to pull this out like so many other games that they've pulled out in the past, even when it, it, it was close. So, I think the mental edge is there for them. Richard, I want to talk more about Arkansas football. You got the 3 o'clock game, 11 a.m. next weekend. You just think about the importance for the next three games with not playing at home for over a month. How impactful is that for recruiting? You get three straight weekends where kids can come to campus. That, that's big. That's big. Uh, the, the 11 a.m. deal for LSU, I know that they were trying to load, uh, load up for that and the Ole Miss game. Uh, that's disappointing, but it, that this is the new world for college football now. The 11 a.m. game is is almost like the prime time game. Instead of six o'clock, it's 11 a.m. because the the uh, TV uh, uh, the networks are seeing that the 11 a.m. games pull in great ratings, so they're they're trying to load up to 11. But you know, I think long term, I think you know maybe the the conferences, the schools are going to have to come up to a an agreement that, hey, we can't have, you know, 11 a.m. games all the time because especially for a school like Arkansas where you you you, you have about five, ten guys in the state of Arkansas in, in one year capable of playing SEC football, you you got to recruit out of state and you got to bring guys in. And, and I'm sure, you know, that's not, not just Arkansas's concern, but that, that's that's got to be something that I would think that's going to be addressed in the future because if – if you if you're always at 11 a.m., that I mean, not only does it uh, hurt you unofficially for unofficial visits, but official visits because a lot of guys are playing on Friday night 
and you have to get them in very early Saturday morning to be able to, for them to be able to enjoy the game and get the official visit going. And then that, and that's, that's the, the direct flights to Fayetteville are, are very few. Now you have uh, Atlanta to, to Fayetteville and that's very good, but, uh, uh, they're kind of slim, slim pickings there. So uh, that's, that puts you at a disadvantage. Richard, the week you play LSU, week 12, the SEC slate is is horrible. I mean, you got Georgia and Kentucky, and then South Carolina plays, I can't remember, they're playing another SEC team. I think the rest are non-conference. Is it just the assumption that you'll close out your home schedule either at 2.30 or at night based on how bad the games are that weekend? I guess, man. I, I'm, you know, I, I assume so, uh, and that, Maybe the the Ole Miss game that they they can get a two thirty or a six o'clock. I think uh, I know the fans are always wanting a, a night game, but uh, for recruiting purposes, uh, either either slot is pretty good. So uh, you know, I, uh, the main thing is you just cannot keep having these eleven a.m. games. And I've been seeing the LSU fans griping about uh, the eleven a.m. games. They they've been uh, getting them uh, quite often too, evidently. Yeah, I know they were frustrated a couple weeks ago when they got an 11 a.m. game. They felt like they should have gotten the 2.30 or a, a night game. Richard, last thing, you got a dunk contest going on tonight in Budwall Arena for students. I also want to ask you about a guy that could potentially be that at some point, and that's Bay Fall. Now, he's narrowed his list down to Rutgers, Seton Hall, Auburn, and Arkansas. He's going to commit on November the 15th, which is coming up. Any indication if he's going to be a Razorback in the future? I think I think uh, they've done everything that they can possibly do to uh, to get him to be a Razorback. They, he's visited twice, along with his cousin, uh, 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 who, who's a four-star prospect, who, who also be, will be making his decision on the fifteenth. Uh, so I, I, I feel good, but at the same time, usually what happens is near the end uh, when kids are about to make a decision, kids uh, and people around them go silent. And then that creates uncertainty and and some anxiety with uh, you know uh, coaching staffs and, and and media people. So I think uh, I think Arkansas is in good shape. Am I going to say he's for sure coming? No, but I, I think uh, for the longest Arkansas would I, I, I would would have labeled them the leader. Uh, are they the leader now? I can't say for sure. We'll leave it there this morning. We'll get that announcement again November the 15th from Bay. and Hopefully he'll be putting on a Razorback hat and announcing he's coming to Arkansas, five-star center out of Colorado. Richard, we appreciate the time this morning, man. We'll do it next week. All right, guys. We'll see you. All right, Richard Davenport, recruiting Thursday, always with us at 630. Glad to talk to RD again this week. Brought to you by Cheap Sleep. They're all over the Morning Rush listing area. Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, and in Conway, so, you know, north, south, east, west, they, depending on where you're at, they got you covered. And if you need a new bedding set, they've got those two. Gel foam mattress sets. Everything you need to get started, $399. If you need some living room furniture, they got love seats and sectionals and sofas starting at $899. And they've even got the Split King mattresses with the adjustable base. They've got those as well. So anything you need to get ready for the holidays and guests coming over or that lumpy old wore-down mattress that you've slept on for 15 years needs to go, they've got what you need at Cheap Sleep Mattresses and Furniture. Again, Springdale, 
Bentonville, Fort Smith, and in Conway, it's all at Cheap Sleep. Who's going to be the next coach at Auburn? You have Aaron Murray of the volume. His thoughts, former Georgia quarterback. My first serving of Thanksgiving dinner, if I'm Auburn, is going to be going after Lane Kiffin. Offensively, one of the best offensive minds in all of college football. You see him do it. If I'm going to hire a coach, I'm going to bring in someone that knows that side of the football more, then let him go hire a defensive coordinator. So boom, check. Lane has that. Two, transfer portal. Lane is the king of the transfer portal. So he can turn your team, which is average or even below average for Auburn right now when it comes to personnel, he can flip it on the dime. So now, of the three guys, that's who you would make priority number one if it was Deion Sanders, Lane Kiffin, and Hugh Freeze, correct? I well, think I mean, that's what you Lane's said. Lane's the week. most proven commodity in this league. And I think you've got to hire a great recruiter first, and then you figure out whether you want an offensive or defensive mind. But they, they're not a dynamic recruiter with a proven track record in the Southeast footprint, and then you need to move on because you are sandwiched, as we all know, between Georgia and Bama. You're near some great recruiting grounds. You better be able to not finish third out of third all the time. And then you got Florida just to your south down there that, you know, they're getting theirs as well. So it's a hostile hotbed of, of, of talent you're recruiting. So, you know, you can talk about offense or defense, all that stuff. First thing you better do is hire someone with a good system of recruiting. And that's why someone that's been on – you know, the Nick Saban tree and understands that system, I think is important to a lot of ADs right now. It's worked great for Kirby Smart. We've seen improvements at Arkansas in many ways with recruiting because of, you know, basically working through that tree, you know, Kirby Smart and Sam Pittman, he comes here. So I think those that kind of follow that system and model have had success. And I think Lane Kiffin fits that particular um, aspect of its of the search. Lane got asked, would he listen if Auburn contacted him? He said, we don't comment on those things. They happen every year. We're extremely happy here, and we have great support. They don't have great support. He's been open about that, that Ole Miss is behind an NIL. Auburn, apparently, according to Brandon Marcello, has $11 million stashed away for NIL this upcoming season. That's more than Ole Miss has. Now, maybe this kind of... It's the rally cry for the boosters down there in Oxford, and they feel like they have to pony up some money to keep him on that. We'll have to wait and see. I think another tentacle to this conversation is with the Big 12 going by the wayside. And I know that I think they have that new contract coming in with Fox and ESPN, but we know it's not going to be the same conference as it was without Oklahoma and Texas. Does that push an Oklahoma State alum, Mike Gundy, into the SEC where he feels like they are going to be second rate? Is that enough to say, you know what, if he's offered the Auburn job, because I guarantee you he's getting reached out to, or his agent is, because yeah. he's that good of a coach. Is it's that been, it, 16 or 17 seasons he's been over there now? I mean, it's it's been a while. It's been a lot. Is, is that the straw that breaks the camel's back, the fact that the Big 12 is seemingly taking a step back and it's not going to be as marquee as it once was. Oh, I'd already be gone if I was him. But I understand it's it's home. You know, you're a you're a legend there as a player. You're becoming a legend as a coach. His win loss record, I don't have it in front of me, but it speaks for itself. And Mike Gundy's, um, you know, quality as a coach. Now, is he a fit? Would he fit at a place like Auburn? Or if Lane Kiffin took the job at Auburn, would he fit at Ole Miss? You know, I don't know how much recruiting. Oklahoma State does in that part of the country. And I, I would, I'm Texas. guessing that it's mostly Texas and Oklahoma um, you know, in, in surrounding states that that they're focusing their efforts on. 
You know, so, so those are the things you got to consider. I mean, Arkansas didn't have the best recruiting fit with Bielema because he said, oh, we don't need Texas. Well, I mean, that that was a mistake, right? Ultimately, probably was a large part of costing him his job. you got to have players. So, um, you know, Gundy might be a better fit if something comes open on the western side of the SEC footprint, but he could certainly, I mean, he certainly has a track record that would be an easy sell to those fan bases in the number of games he's won and how competitive that program's been. But, it's always a but with him, they haven't been OU and they haven't been Texas historically in his time. Mm-hmm. So is A&M a better fit for Mike Gundy? If that job comes open, if Jimbo and well, Ross Bjork go bye-bye, is from, Mike Gundy a fit in College Station based from, on... From a recruiting standpoint, yes, because he understands the recruiting grounds. Um, yeah, I don't know what fits in, in College Station. That's such a weird, backwards place anyway. Um, it would be a different hire than what they've done. They've gone Francione, Sherman, Sumlin, and Jimbo. I don't know if Gundy would require the same amount of money as those previous four guys because they seem to overpay for underperforming yeah, they coaches. They take pride in that. They take pride in their coach being a top you know, two or three paid coach in the country, whether they've proven they deserve it or not. But, hey, Gundy would – if Gundy goes there, and I don't know what he makes at Oklahoma State, maybe you know it, but – they're going to pay him probably eight nine million dollars or or north of that uh, if he went to a place like College mm-hmm. Station. Auburn probably not as much, but you know we get all caught up in that. Well, it's nine million versus eight. It doesn't change your life if you're making nine million yeah. versus eight million at that point. I, I think, know a million's a lot of money, but it ain't changing anything for those guys. You mentioned fit. I feel that Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin would be great fits at Auburn, and I don't know enough about Deion Sanders. I know some would be very for Deion going to Auburn, and others would still want to wait and see. It's one thing to do it at the HBCU level. It's another thing to do it at the D1. I think Sam Pittman would tell you that, that if Arkansas tried to hire him, if he had not coached in the Southeastern Conference previously, then he wouldn't have been ready. I think he would be open and honest about that. It's just a different level of football, recruiting, work, there's so much coaching. There's so much involved when it comes to this league. But you always bring up, and I think it's 100% accurate, if Lane's end goal, which we don't know if it is or not, is to follow Saban at Bama, then you can't go to Auburn. They will never, ever, in the history of that program, hire the former Auburn head coach. They just won't do it. Or the sitting, and, a, a sitting head coach, or especially. City, and, and a sitting especially, head coach. Yeah. You're exactly right. It's beneath them. Even if it was the right move, even if Dabo told him no, even if other coaches told him no, if Kirby told him no, even if Lane was the right guy, they would not. Now, they'd hire the Ole Miss coach. Lane's perfect. If Nick okays it and Lane's still at Ole Miss, they'd do that. They will never, ever pluck someone out of Auburn, Alabama to sit in Tuscaloosa in that same chair. Yeah, I'd be beneath him. But if you're Lane Kiffin, you want to win a national title, where's your best place? Is it Ole Miss or is it Auburn? It's Auburn. Or is it Alabama? It's obviously Alabama's the answer to that question. So if he believes he would really have a chance at that job, if and when Saban retires, Saban may outlive all of us. Um, you know that would be the place to be to win a national title. So if you're if you're worried about a path back there, I think that's something you got to consider. Now, let's just say Lane Kiffin puts that aside. And he does go to Auburn, Alabama. I think Dion be a great fit at Ole Miss. He's already in that state. He knows. The high school coaches and that network of coaching in that state, um, he understands that part of the country. Uh, not that not that he could work out at Auburn, but if you want to make a splash, you want to get noticed, and you you know you want to become the cool place. 
I think Dion's going to be able to get recruits. I think Dion's absolutely going to be a guy that can can get a haul when it comes to talent because he's he's the new thing, he's the flashy thing, he's he's the exciting thing right now. Mm-hmm. And I think if he'd go in, I think he'd win. I don't know how well he'd understand the portal and NIL and getting all that done, but Dion would make it make it work for your for your program. Be a fun uh, fun thing to happen. It's, I don't think it's too far out of the realm of possibility from that actually occurring. With this next time, we still got to see what that A and M job does as well. If it if it indeed comes open, yeah. So uh, I'd be interesting. I think Dion finds his way into an SEC job in the next couple of years. So I think that ads are getting more comfortable. They're seeing a little bit of track record. He can run a program. Uh, question is, can he do it at a big boy level? That that's what we just we don't know yet. We're brought to you by Riley Farm Dental, fifty nine hundred one Riley Park Drive, Suite A, at the entrance to Riley Farms. Doctor Sparkman, Doctor Brogan. They give their patients a great, comfortable experience every time you come sit in the chair. I know hey, my wife gets anxious about going to the dentist. She absolutely does. Uh, they get it. They, they deal with that kind of patient all the time, and they're, they're compassionate. They're caring about it. It's one of the reasons they've been voted top three best of the best since 2017. Hey, the second you walk in the door, you're going to feel comfortable. You're going to feel like family at Riley Farm Dental. See more at uh, RileyFarmDental.com. That's RileyFarmDental.com or call 226-3500 and set your appointment today. Just want to remind everyone of our plans on Saturday. 10 o'clock is when Arkansas game day starts. Prior to that, we'll have the Lindy's College Football Show and the latest edition of the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. He had Alan York earlier this week, who's the voice of the Liberty Flames. Don't know who he's going to have on tomorrow just yet, but you want to stay tuned for that tomorrow morning and on Saturday. And then Hog Reaction will be later on that night with Derek and Zach. They'll take you through here on ESPN Arkansas and hit that line.com. If you have not done this already, make sure you subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network brought to you by Breeden RV. Search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Pop it up on your phone. Subscribe, rate, review, help get our content out to every other Razorback fan. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB. MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, so you brought up money last segment. This is from the Razorback Foundation. You have a chance to pledge $5, 10 25 50 or $100 per basketball win this season. One-time pledge of grand if this team wins the SEC tur- championship tournament or regular season. 5000 if you want to pledge if they make the Final Four. How much money would you actually pay for a national championship? Hmm. If that's all you had to do was send in a certain amount of dollars... And this would actually be money you'd have to have. This couldn't be fake play money. But let's say this was realistic. How much would you actually spend? Do you like that they're doing this? Is this odd? I saw that email and I'm like, I don't know if I yeah, like they, this. They sent much. this out about a week ago. And 
It's creative. It feels like an elementary fundraiser, though. Honestly, doesn't it? I mean, feel, hey, I'm going to walk this many laps at the walkathon, or the, uh, or I'm going to, you know, for, do I get ten dollars per A? You know, five dollars per B. I mean, it feels kind of like a my, my, one of my kids' school fundraisers. But there will be a portion of the fan base that will be willing to do this. Uh, you know, I don't know what the amount of money of a check I'd write to have a guaranteed national title. I mean, that, that to me is kind of goes against the the idea of you go out and earn it. You know, I just want to go out and win it. You know, a championship shouldn't be bought. You know, it should be earned. But uh, but I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I I wish it was as easy as writing a check. Um, but yeah, I I don't think I'm going to participate in the the pledge for wins. The reality is when you win more and a third elite eight or better. The donations go up. We've seen ticket sales, uh, you know, fill the arena, and with that comes donations. They've had to, you know, raise the 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 level of required for the parking and all those things. Basketball financially is in the best shape it's been in, you know, I don't know how many years, but probably probably back to the '90s in relative terms. Mm-hmm. If I had to credit a group of individuals or two individuals for that being the case, it would probably be. Brian and Mandy Hunt. I think that they have probably had the most impact with the basketball team the last couple of years. I think Eric and Danielle would probably tell you that as well. It just seems like they're at every game, every event. They're always willing to contribute and help out in some way, some shape, or some form. And I'm appreciative of that because I think our basketball program's in a great state right now. I just, I wonder as you just made your points there, what the common fan feels about well, getting any, and if they're if they're actually going to receive. By the way, you you bring up the Girl Scout. Did you buy the Girl Scout cookies or the Boy Scout popcorn? I never bought any of the popcorn when they came in the door, but I did buy. The I, cookies. I sold the popcorn when I was in the Boy Scouts okay. as a as a grade schooler, but we've obviously bought way more Girl Scout cookies <laughs> uh, over the years. Thin mints are the best. But back to the hunts for a second. You know what they've done with the collective, and I'm not sure exactly how all that works, but they've clearly organized to. To be able to create a, an NIL fundraising arm that, that I think helps you know the basketball program more than anything else they've done on that campus. So I, I do think you're, you're spot on with the impact they've had and in stepping up to, to create this uh, it, when, when every team needs it. You know, you're talking about Ole Miss earlier. They don't have the NIL money. It's collectives like this. I don't know where Arkansas rates amongst the others, but – um, you know, that arms race is just going to get tighter, and you need families like that, people like that, that can pick up phones and get people to answer that otherwise, hey, even people at the foundation of the university can't get someone on the phone. You know, your last name's Hunt. Sometimes they'll answer that phone call. Yeah, or, or Walden or Tyson. That's Jones. typically how it goes in the, uh, the four. Is that the – what's the – is that the main four? Stevens, five? Am I missing a family? Jones, Stevens, Tyson, Walden, Hunt. Is there another impactful family in this well, state that, that I haven't I'd, brought up that I'd cover them? Okay, I was just thinking about. I was thinking about sitting back the other day when talking about that. I, I think the growth of Northwest Arkansas with three of those companies, Tyson Foods, Hunt Enterprises, and Walmart and Sam's Club. I think you're just going to see more and more money flood through NWA. I mean, that's going to... I brought this stat earlier this <laughs> Is that week. a revelation to you? No, but I, I think it's pretty insane that we're going to bust 1 million people in Northwest Arkansas by 2050 is the stat that I read. That, that to me, is just nuts. I was told that, to live to growth. see that. I mean, that, what is I'd that be, for you? I'd be 75 years old at that point. 
I think it'll happen before it's then a with Walt Walmart. Bet Saracen odds. Yeah. Well, Tommy Kraft yeah. lasts to 75 years yeah. old. You got paid your people. You got to pay in advance. But uh, I'm taking the under. You know, Walmart's impact on Northwest Arkansas, and, and they're having the vendors set up operations in Northwest Arkansas. All of those things has had a tremendous impact on the growth. You've got a lot of people now with what Walmart's doing with that home campus, the new campus up in Bentonville. Um, that's going to do nothing but bring more people from outside of our borders into particularly Benton County. Lindsay is another family. That's what B says. Maybe the Walker family from Matt. Simmons, too. I guess, Simmons Bank in Arkansas. I'm assuming that's an Arkansas Simmons bank. bank. Yeah. It's a Pine Bluff-based Is it? Uh, I know there's a, a little... I don't know if Lindsay's a little lower, but that's at least some other well, impactful. They're they're very influential, but it's not. You're, that's you're, a Fortune five. Talking about the Waltons, you're talking about a whole different. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. Everyone else we put on that list doesn't add up combined. Doesn't add up to the Walton family. So yeah. let's just be honest about it. But it ain't always measured in dollars. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Hever Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. Let's talk to Tom Murphy this morning, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports. Tom, good morning. I know we got a chance to talk with Sam Pittman yesterday at 2 o'clock in addition to the te- teleconference earlier yesterday morning. And I want to know your thoughts, and I can't rem- again. I can't remember if you asked them or not. But with Malik Chavis coming back and Quincy McAdoo, we kind of talked about a little bit this on Tuesday. The impact that he could have if he actually steps on the field. Do you think that's kind of pushing Malik a little bit? The fact that Quincy seems to be getting more reps at cornerback this week. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Oh, I would certainly say so because. Um, We've seen McAdoo out there with the first unit, and uh, Sam Pittman did stipulate that he needed to get work with, you know, like, to, you know, what what you feel like is very important work just to see if he's if he can be ready. And um, I do think that Chavis will see that and, you know, up his game, so to speak. And um, he, he was asked earlier about McAdoo on, on, the, uh, on the Zoom at 2, and just said that the kid's a natural athlete, played DB at Clarendon, um, just has some instinctive skills, and you know, Hudson Clark even echoed that kind of stuff. So, and Drew Sanders did as well. And then um, it was later that I, I asked about, you know, how's Malik doing, and said he's having a good week of practice. So um, they've done what they could during the course of this season to move guys around. I mean, just like explore every opportunity to improve their play in the secondary. Um, and, you know, here we go, four games left, and, you know, they're still trying to make some movements. But it's interesting to see 24 out there at corner, and I'm, I'm supposing he'll get uh, a look on Saturday as much as they're playing him with the ones. Tom, he's a freshman. There's a couple other freshmen that have played this year. In your opinion, which one do you think has had the most impact in year one? Oh, uh, well, let's see. Um, and there's throw no, me some things out there. Yeah, and there's not like, like Nico Davier played the other day. I know Isaiah Satania got his other carry. There hasn't been like a ton of that have played significant times this season? And maybe the better question is, of the ones you've seen, who do you think has a, a really high ceiling 
at the U of A based on the limited time that we've gotten to see. If you want to include redshirt yeah. freshman, I might say Bryce Stevens, Tom, just based on that punt return against Missouri State, he may have saved the game there. Oh, yeah, that was that was a huge play. And, of course, he had the big touchdown against Mississippi State, which was an incredible catch uh, with a guy pretty much right there on him. But, um, yeah, you know, they like their freshman class. And, and you think about there's some old linemen like Chambly, Marion Harris, that are, that are going to be in the rotation at some point. And, and he was touting Nico Devalier in camp as well and, and Satania and Bakke and um, McAdoo. So I think they like the class overall, but perhaps it speaks to their improving depth that not many of them have, you know, really played their way into the rotations, so to speak. So Dominion's uh, probably, probably the answer just because of the number of carries he's got. And I don't have the season numbers uh-huh. in front of me, but probably Dominion is the answer. But Bryce Stevens may have, I know he's a redshirt freshman, but he may have, you know, saved the season in some ways because, boy, I don't know what direction you'd have went if you'd have lost the Missouri State game. Yeah, when you think back to that moment, I mean, they were still down, I guess down four, and, um, you know, there might have been 10 or 11 minutes left in the game and things weren't looking good. And uh, without that, you know, do they drive all the way? It, it had been a struggle to put together a, a drive and cap it with a touchdown in that game a little bit because of the turnovers. So that was a huge play. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I, I just overlooked Dominion for a moment. But, you know, he's gotten some touchdowns. His yards per carry aren't what Rockets are. Uh, but I think there's going to come a time, you know, maybe next year, maybe at the end of this season, where we see Dominion in, uh, you know, lengthier segments that he could he could break away a 60-yarder like Rocket has, which, you know, really helps your yards per carry. But Dubinion, I, I did the hog future on him for our series. And his high school coach was like, this guy basically can't miss. Um, he makes the first guy miss so often. And you do see that out, out of Dubinion. They, they really like him. They're, that running back room is loaded. And as much as you hate Dominic Johnson being injured, that's one position where they can have a star go out and really you know, not feel the impact so much. Are the matchups favorable this weekend against Liberty for Rocket to have another 100 yards on the ground rushing? Well, Liberty actually has decent numbers um, on defense. I want to say they're number 26 in the country on defense. However, their schedule doesn't compare to what who, who Arkansas has played. It just doesn't. Um, they played BYU when they were at a lower moment than when Arkansas played them, and they played them at home. But I think Arkansas will do what they do, and Rocket will have a decent game. Um I did listen to what their defensive coordinator or co-defensive coordinator, Josh Aldridge, said. Basically, they they run and pass, so we have to do things to try to make them um, left-handed, so to speak, he said, uh, which means maybe try to take away the run and see what the K.J. Jefferson passing deal can do. So I don't know how they would match up in man coverage. Um, I do think Arkansas is going to get its yardage. They're at home. Um However, you know, Liberty has had an extra week to prepare. I think that might help them more on the offensive side and in, on special teams. But uh, who knows? There could be some wrinkle that Arkansas will have to, you know, pressures or whatever that Arkansas will have to adjust to. But um, I did note that, that they're saying when you look at Arkansas and you see them through the course of a game, when teams have done things that have, have, have tripped them up for a minute, 
they're really good at adjusting in game. And that's kind of maybe an underrated uh, aspect to this Arkansas team is is making in game adjustments and seeing okay they're doing the, these pressures. We need to slide our coverage this way, chip them with this guy, and and then exploit them by doing this. So it's always a good cat and mouse game. There's going to be some of this, especially because Liberty had the open week. I believe this is the third opponent Arkansas has played that it's the first time ever for the two programs to meet. I believe Cincinnati, I know BYU, and again this week with Liberty fall into that mm-hmm. category. Is that just coincidence? Does it speak to a a scheduling pattern you think that has been in place at Arkansas? And, you know, do you think it's gets that the fans enjoy seeing some some fresh names on on the schedule? I think they do, and I'm going to explore that a little bit in my story that's that's going to run on game day about how uh, the confluence of events happened that led to this schedule. And it may not be, you know, the toughest in the country, but it's certainly among the, just because you're playing the SEC West teams. And they didn't get Georgia or Tennessee this year, which, you know, they caught a break there. Uh, But two of the teams they play for the first time ever, non-conference games, were ranked. And a third one, BYU, had been ranked. And um, Missouri State was you know, rocking along pretty good in, in the FCS. They've hit some bumps in the road since then, but that was a tough game, as, as all Razorback fans know. So there's never been a schedule. Um, in my view, there has never been a schedule like this one in Arkansas football history, and I asked Sam Pittman about that on yesterday on the SEC teleconference about it's just unrelenting. Like, it's week after week after week, and um, – you know, there's a certain psychological component to that that, that makes things really tough. I think Keytron Jackson, when he was asked about that question, kind of laughed and he said, I guess it's just Arkansas that just kind of smiled. I remember him saying that on Tuesday night. We're talking mm-hmm. we're talking with Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and Whole Hog Sports. Now, Tom, you mentioned and you, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but that's not allowed a lot of depth to be played this year. In fact, really, Auburn is the game. Maybe the tail end of BYU, but Auburn was the game. He actually started playing a, a few other guys. Is that difficult to kind of get guys in? And is it difficult for the development of the younger guys when you can't play them when the games are so close? It, it, it really does play a role. And, and Sam Pittman, you know, he's not afraid to talk about subjects that may even be, you know, um, not super positive. And so he said, yeah, there's there's a... Um, there's a frustration level sometimes with the younger guys who think they might get a chance to play, and Arkansas is in so many tight games. I mean, of all the games on the schedule, you felt like Missouri State is a team they could get ahead of and maybe use reserves in the second half like they did against UAPB, which actually didn't turn out so great. But um, And then it didn't happen against Missouri State because they were in a pitched battle and they had to fight back to win it. And so I think of guys like uh, Kiwan Parker, the cornerback, Nico, you know, um, just some other dudes who could have gotten more seasoning, um, Bakke and McAdoo, you know, if, if you're way up in the Missouri State game, those guys could get some really meaningful reps. And it just didn't happen. Uh, and the linebackers, you know, give, give Jordan Crook and Manny Powell and Caden Henley some time. And um, so there is a a little bit of a frustration that you're, you can't help mature these guys a little bit faster on the field. There's mm-hmm. only a certain level you can reach doing that in practice. So um, I feel that, and hopefully in years to come. And I know next year's schedule is difficult too, uh, but you do want to balance out all your rugged SEC games with um, 
you know, a couple against lower level G fives, uh, and in Arkansas's case, they play an FCS team every, on occasion. So, um, it, but it's something that um, you you do have to worry about because you're going to be needing more of those guys next season. Yeah. Hey, before you go and ask you about the two big games in the league, obviously huge impacts on the college football playoffs as uh, Tennessee and Georgia play at two thirty, basically same time as Arkansas, and then the night game. Arkansas and LSU, you got a heavy lean one way or the other in these two games? Well, I mean, my inclination is to pick Georgia because Tennessee is like the up-and-comer, you know, new kid on the block. But Tennessee, you know, delivered a, a, a rousing offensive performance against Alabama. Now, I do think this is an Alabama team that has a, a few more flaws in, in recent years. And uh, obviously this game will not be at home uh, for Tennessee. So I, I'm, I'm leaning Georgia there and I don't know how by how much, but Tennessee's certainly proven itself. Uh, and then the, um, the LSU game, um, I believe uh, I, I've got to go with Bama. They're they're at home there as well. But LSU has been um, kind of on the rise since that opener against Florida State, and things looked a little bit shaky, you know, personnel and stuff. They've really grown, and you, you do have to see that that Brian Kelly can put together a program i mean he's a legit coach and that's why notre dame was so strong all those years and i think he's seeing what it takes to compete in the sec they they took a licking against tennessee uh but they're going to be a tough tough game for arkansas as well so but i do i do tend to lean to the home teams georgia and bama tom we'll leave it there appreciate you coming on with us as always man we'll talk next week all right, sounds good. See y'all. I was checking the uh, Georgia-Tennessee game on the Bet Saracen app while we were talking there with Tom, and uh, Georgia's still a eight and a half point favorite against Tennessee. Uh, and you look at the over/under, uh, the team totals for Georgia. Um, uh, hang on, let me get this right. Team total for uh, Tennessee is over under twenty seven and a half, thirty seven and a half for Georgia. So I think it's an interesting game. I was looking at uh, LSU-Bama while we were talking there on the Bet Saracen app, and it's at 13.5 favoring Bama, just like Arkansas is favored 13.5 this weekend. So if you're looking for a good app, one you can trust, one that's easy to navigate and get around, um, Ty and I both recommend the Bet Saracen app. Uh, Easy to download, just takes a few minutes. You can click on the sport you like. There's tabs across the top, and you go to the home, and there's – you know, the, the popular games like the ones we're just talking about coming up this Saturday. But, hey, if you're interested in baseball still or you're interested in basketball coming up, you know, you can pick the sport kind of across the, the top of the screen. So download the Bet Saracen app. It's all there for you. NFL, college football, NBA on there as well. Everything's in full swing right now. All the odds, all the specialty bets, everything you're looking for. It's simple. Just go to the app store. I've got an Apple phone, but even the Android, it's going to work easy for you. And download, just put in Bet Saracen. That's S-A-R-A-C-E-N, Bet Saracen. Or you can go to BetSaracen.com and check out the really cool videos there on how to play, how to use the app with Jancy Sheets. It's all available on the app store at Bet Saracen. It is National Sandwich Day. Now, my two favorite sandwiches out there, Tommy, are a Reuben and a Po' Boy. The sandwich that I have yet what to kind try. kind of Po' Boy? A million kind of I just like shrimp, fried shrimp. But the one I haven't tried that I really want to is a lobster roll. Have you ever had a lobster Never roll? Never had a lobster roll. Um, Specifically, you got to go to the Northeast for, for, for a good one, I think. I'd like to go to Boston or somewhere up top yep, and, and try one of those. So what is your favorite sandwich, and what's the and one you want to try that you have not 
consumed yet. I'm a simple dude, man. You give me a big old thick piece of bologna, some cheese, some good cheese, some fresh garden tomatoes, mayonnaise, quality white bread. I'm 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 as happy as a pig in slop on that, man. I, I'm simple. So what is good bologna? A good quality bologna sandwich or a uh, a good ham and cheese works fine for me. So what's the one you want to try? Oh, I, I, that lobster roll would be good. Um, yeah, I don't think about exotic sandwiches, but boy, and, and about anything with bacon on it's good, right? You can't go wrong with adding a couple slices of bacon to anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of with you. A lobster roll, I've never, um, I've never done one of those. If you watch the Food Network or any of those. You know, they'll have a, an occasional stop at one of those places up there that are famous for lobster rolls. So a, a crawfish, you're talking about po' boys, a crawfish po' boy is another good one. Uh, or a fried oyster po' boy. When you're down in New Orleans, pretty good. And if you get to New Orleans, um, Mother's has got one of the best it's beef sandwiches. Talk about sandwiches, kind of just thinking of through, Chicago's another place where you can get one of them dipped beef sandwiches. Italian beef. Now, yep. that's what I'd like to go try. That's I've had one of those. They're fantastic. Esker says tortas. Tortas are awesome. Uh, I, I like to do El Pastor. Nolan from Rogers texting. He says, if you're going to have a lobster roll, try it in Maine. Yeah. So that would be a... Somewhere some up that way. I think, I guess Northeast-wise, the only place I've really been to, I say two, been to Washington, D.C. and New York with my dad. Pops just texted and he said Reuben. Good Reuben's hard to beat, too. Yeah. Like nice to see. If you're a sauerkraut guy, no one in my family likes the sauerkraut. I don't love sauerkraut, but the Thousand Island drowns it out to me, so I'm good. I, you know, that sauerkraut's fine. I, I, I like it on a hot dog, but no one in my house seems to appreciate <laughs> the punch and odor of, of sauerkraut the way, uh, the way I do. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. So they're doing this dunk contest and concert tonight for students at the U of A, and the participants are Jordan Walsh, Trevin Brazil, Barry Dunning, Nick Smith, and Ricky Council. Wear your jersey. Going, again, it's free for all students. Tommy, those five guys that are being dunking and throwing it down tonight, who do you like to win? Council. I'm I'm the same way. Ricky Council. I'm not even going to. Who's the concert they're having after? Duke Deuce. Who? Duke Deuce. Anyone uh, in my age group out there ever heard of who? Duke Deuce. Uh, he was at, Duke was at the Kentucky Gays, Kentucky or Auburn last year. Uh, he's a, he's more in our age group. Say that. Uh, You're not in their age group anymore. You understand that, right? You're what, not in what these age kids' group? age group. What age You're group? not, you're not in the college age group. Gen Z. And then I don't know. About, I don't know about any of that, but you know, you can't lump yourself in at, at what twenty seven. He's slightly. You're looking at thirty. You're you're staring thirty right in the right, eye. You, right in the barrel. You do not get to uh, lump yourself in any longer. I mean, you've matured and moved on. Surely you don't want to be considered in that college course, age group. Of course not. Mm, okay. Just never, checking. never would want to be considered Duke, Duke, Deuce, Deuce. Mm. 
When I think about Duke, I think about a deuce. So, you know, I, I get you. So that's a whole basketball conversation. Yeah. So. All right. LSU tickets next weekend. You were looking. There are a lot of t- tickets for Liberty this weekend. Yeah. There's not so, there's not so Cheap. much for LSU. Go look at the old StubHub and Ticketmaster and various things. If you want to get it, you might want to actually pull the trigger on it sooner or later because those tickets are only going to go up if Arkansas beats Liberty this weekend, which I think is the expectation well, against the Flames. Also depends on what... If LSU beats Bama, those tickets will be hard to get. That's a huge if. Are we ranked? Is Arkansas ranked if they beat Liberty? Are they in the playoff poll? They're not now. Neither was Liberty, the other key know. part about this. I don't know, but, I mean, it'd be three wins in a row. Obviously, some other... You know, does Texas lose? Does some, I mean, some other teams that are in that 23rd... But does it... I mean... It's nice to say, but if you're 23rd or 4th or 5th in the poll, does that Well, I'm just thinking about the really appear- appearance of a top 25 matchup in Fayetteville because LSU's going to be ranked okay. regardless of what happens in I agree with that. Baton Rouge this week. And I think it's That's, just nice to be yeah. able to say you're hosting a top 25 game because those have been hard to come by in what the last, right, with the exception of last year, previous four or five. Three or four yeah. years. That's that. That was my thought process. It didn't go make LSU any easier to beat. Whether you got a number no. inside your name or you, not, you got to block Ojolari. You got to block that other kid. They lost like the best, their best defensive lineman. Here's the thing about LSU: they lost their best defensive lineman against Florida State within like the first or second quarter of this season, and they've still got two guys that are all SEC, all American type candidates. That's just what you have to deal with every single year in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You got. Booger McFarland, you got Marcus Spears, you've got Glenn Dorsey. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on with the defensive linemen, the linebackers, the secondary that float. It's it's unbelievable, and I know Alabama is the same way. But man, it just it never stops at LSU. It's frustrating because they're like, oh, they're not going to be that good this year. They're a top ten team. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the amazing thing is what they thirty seven scholarship players. Had to hit the portal. I mean, they were wiped out. And what Brian Kelly has done, you know, and they're an extra point away, and they didn't make it. They lost to Florida State, but they, you know, they're like Arkansas with a And M game. You got a big if hanging out there over your head. If they had, uh, you know, found a way to get around Florida State there at the end, and if Arkansas, you know, it'd be a whole different set of of circumstances next weekend in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. You didn't text in earlier about the women's basketball team last night. They beat UFIS 92-62. to 62, Five Razorbacks scored 10 or more points last night. The volleyball team also swept the Gamecocks yesterday 3-0. to zero. Some of the stuff going on campus last night. That's going to do it for your Hog Update. It is brought to you by Mr. Spark. You don't have to put up with any malarkey So maybe I need to send this story to Laura, but apparently there is a wife, and I'm forgetting where they live. She rents out her husband to other women for odd odd jobs. She Mm. charges $45 an hour. It's called Rent My Handy Husband. Now maybe I need to pass this along to Laura and Jean Ann about you for you and Clay. Would you be willing to, if your wife tells you to do something, you kind of have to do it. But how would you feel if you're, she was listing uh, things that you could do and then when well, you got home? Well, it'd be home, a short list. I mean, if it comes to handyman work, plumbing, no. Electrical, no. Carpentry, no. You know, so, I mean, the list of handyman projects, changing light bulbs, I can handle that. I can do that. I can take out the trash. 
do that. I can do some dishes. Do that. Uh, you know, you start talking about hanging ceiling fans, I'm probably out on that. So You'd rather have it done right than exactly. a day or so later the thing Come just crashing collapsed. down on someone's head in my living room. That yeah. is the scariest thing about when I see a big ceiling fan or chandelier is I'm like, are we sure that thing's tight? Are we sure that <laughs> thing's not going to fall? And I've been in a house or two before. I was like, you're all out of you. got your your hoity-toity friends that got this big old stinking chandelier in their house, and you're just thinking to yourself, man, I just want to jump on that thing and, and flow from it or jump from it and swing from the rafters. But, of course, that thing probably costs thousands of dollars, and you don't want to do that. But I just always, when I see something elaborate and extravagant in someone's house, I'm like, I hope they got good, not carpentry, what's the word for that? Not landscape. I mean, when you... Repair something. Oh, a handyman. The handyman. I yeah. hope they have a good handyman on that. Yeah. But apparently, this clearly wife, you don't know the term. You don't know anything about being I, a handyman. I'm open and honest. I, hey, I'm I'm right there. I mean, I lease a hammer when I need to use one. So I mean, I understand. So I just thought that was a entertaining. Forty five dollars enough. Should they? Should she charge more? I would. It would tell me her husband's not very good at, 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 at doing a lot of those things. Yeah. How much do you think he pockets compared to what she pockets for booking the deals and all? Zero. That's her. <laughs> that's her fun money. Yep. I, I mean, hey, I've got a buddy of mine, good for he, and he can seemingly fix anything, build anything, do anything. I've got none of those skills, none. So I'll just come do this every morning and earn the money to go pay him to do it. So. It's fine. That, I think that works. I hope he charges you out the wall prices. Why would you want that? I just think that'd be funny, honestly. He overcharges you. I said he was a friend. You think he's going to overcharge me? Probably. Yeah. That tells you I, what that, folks, that tells you all you need to know about Ty Richardson and his character right there. His character. Yeah, that speaks to the core <laughs> Don't of your character. Don't demean my character. Well, on I mean, this if you'd program. want someone to be overcharged, that would be dishonest. You have the money. Don't worry about it. Oh, You're fine. Who gets to the determine three, that? Three, four houses? Who gets to determine that? How much money you make? No, I mean, how much is too much? Who gets to determine that? God? Mm, I don't think you're him. <laughs> I don't I'm think sorry, you're is him. That the, is that the answer uh, you're wanting? No, no, not exactly. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com.
Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Clay Bill from Sheridan text in saying he's glad Hunter is staying because we can look at this like the house that Hunter built. Just kind of your thoughts on him being offered by Auburn and him deciding to stay in Fayetteville. Well, I think leadership is is key in any organization. Uh, the guy at the top, stability, uh, and I think it. You know, the same thing goes with uh, head coaches and. You know, being able to lead is the critical aspect. And uh, if you look at any organization, that that's where it starts. Head coaches are leaders. The athletic director is leader. And and I, I think Hunter is uh, solid as a rock. And we we uh, uh, you know I was I was talking to Julian Perico for a piece for Hogs Plus yesterday, and he talked about. You know that the athletes were excited that uh, Hunter Yurchek is 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 staying, and and he said whenever there's a recruit that comes on campus, and he you know he's the host, one of the first things that that he says is we got a dude for an AD. I said that guy is really really good. I said he gets it, yeah. and uh, I think everybody in the athletic department feels the same way, and he he's uh, he doesn't uh, overstep. Uh, you know, he stays behind the scenes most of the time, but he, you know, he, he's there when something needs to be done. He realizes when a change needs to be made, and it could be as little as how they sell bottled water at the concession stands. You know, I think they started off with a problem, and they got that fixed at the start of the year. I mean, they weren't ready for as many people that were coming to the game. So they, they didn't have all that figured out, but they got it fixed, and that starts with the athletic director. And I'm not picking on the words we're using. We're all saying, well, I'm glad he's staying. I don't think he was ever leaving. I mean, but sometimes when no, you have an opportunity, you've got to go uh, leverage that opportunity into making sure that you get made whole to some degree in that situation. And then you find out kind of where you stand with your organization. I don't know how seriously he ever really took the Auburn Army. I can't answer that question, but I don't get the vibe out of this that he had one foot out the door and all of this. When, but here's what happens, Tommy, and you're exactly right. Uh, say they don't react to that kind of a you know an overture from Auburn. Well, then, then you then you might begin to look right, and and so you you just you just you know you just nip it in the bud, right? Yeah. And I, I just and so, you know I've heard a couple of people say, well, I hate it when somebody you know they use one job to 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 get a race. Well. Don't we all do that? <laughs> I mean, it's that's, a dangerous that's just game the American sometimes. Way. Sometimes you end up taking a job you don't want to take because you find out that hey, I didn't have the the cashier or the leverage, but but Hunter wouldn't fit in that. So category. you went. You said you don't think he's ever leaving. Is it because of the job he was offered, or do you think he's going to be the athletic director till he's no longer in college athletics? Because there's a big difference in that. No, see, I, or is that to Tommy or me? Let you let let Tommy go first, and then you touch you on got it. Well, I don't think that he's going to be here. You know, Frank Broyles fifty years level, okay. but I just I don't think he was. 
I don't get the perception. Maybe I'm just misreading the tea leaves because I don't know the inside of this. Everyone, and I'm not picking on the words we're using. Everyone's just saying, glad he didn't leave. I'm not sure. Again, I go back to what you said. I don't think he was ever going to leave, but you can't have an opportunity like this where one of your counterparts in your own conference, you got to go talk to your, I guess, interim boss in this case and get this, get it squared away. It's, It's the fair thing for you and your family. But I mean, I don't, I don't perceive this clay as he was seeking out the Auburn opportunity and it just didn't work out. No. And that's, I probably go along with all of that. Um, he, there's going to be a job that comes along that is too good to turn down. It may not be an athletic directorship. It might be a conference commissioner. It might be, you know, who knows? It might be Bill Hancock's job. It might be something that, that you know, he keeps doing things right. Um, football continues on an upward, upward trend. Let's be honest. How football goes, we're, we're excited that soccer, baseball, golf, you know, softball, all these programs are, are, you know, trending, you know, at the highest level that we've seen around here in a long time. But football and basketball are the, the, the key elements. And if, and if Sam Pittman and Eric Musselman, and he's able to keep those two, if they continue to win, then that tells you what kind of an athletic director, you know, he hasn't really faced, uh, you know, somebody raiding the, you know, the, the cupboard jet. Uh, he's kept all of his coaches. That's what's really impressive to me. Now, um, and gotten rid of I don't know the ones if he's spending to. money that yeah. they haven't got yet, you know, but they, they have, they have bumped up a lot of coaching salaries in the last two years. Yeah. So you give him credit, and he's also done it with, uh, you know, incentives and things that, that we applaud. You know, in other words, if you win, you make more. If you don't, you don't make as much. We, you know, we kind of like that as fans, right? Yeah, I like co- a coach on commission, absolutely. You know, and this last point I'll make on this, but when it, it's coming back to that, you know, well, glad he stayed, almost like as fans or as, as followers of the program or observers of the program, Boy, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, let's not forget, this is a hell of a job. I mean, you know, I'm not sure that Auburn's a better gig to be the AD at than Arkansas, honestly. So, Give me I mean, reasons, let, then. Why is it not a better job? Well, you're not living in the shadow of the Alabama program, number one. You're not in Georgia. Other. And, and, and uh, yeah, that's my next point. You're not, then on the other side, go to Georgia. Um, you've got, I believe, better facilities. You were at their stadium last week. Who's got the better football stadium? I, Unbiased. Try, try to take the whole round. Clo- not even I mean, close. Arkansas, to me, has a, I mean, they got a newer arena, but it's smaller for basketball than what Arkansas has. Uh, I think there's a lot of things about Arkansas and this job that make it better. And then from a personal standpoint, where do you want to live? Auburn, Alabama? I haven't spent any time there. Or Fayetteville, Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, let's be, let's be this honest. is a good job. Let's not act like he did us all a favor by staying here. He did himself a favor as well. If you're if you're the if you're key person at Auburn and you travel around Alabama, you're in the minority. You are in the minority. I mean, you 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 know, University of Alabama has got two things. One, they've got everybody that went to school there, and then they got everybody that didn't go to school anywhere. If you if you didn't you didn't go to school in Alabama, you're not an Auburn fan. I mean, if, in other words, same thing happened in Oklahoma. The common Joes are Oklahoma fans. It doesn't you know they didn't go to college, 
but they pick Oklahoma because they're easier to, to cheer for. They win, right? Same thing in Alabama. You fit in with a majority. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And so so he's got an uphill battle at Auburn. He does not at Arkansas. Wherever he goes, 75 counties, they're Razorbacks. Yeah. Here's the next domino to fall. When Bjork gets fired down there in College Station, Jimbo does, how much more appealing is the A&M job? You talk about resources. You talk it's about bigger money. Yeah. I mean, that's Bigger the next stadium. It's the SEC West job that's next to fall as athletic director. It's just going to happen. It's like Harson. You knew he was going to get fired. Bjork and Jimbo are at some point going to get fired. I don't know if it's going to be this year, next year, whatever. No. It's going to happen. Mississippi that, State has an opening, too, right now, but I don't think anyone would, would consider that a better gig but, than Fayette. But we're not even considering that. That has right. it until you brought it up. It's Thursday. And we still haven't talked about that, mm-hmm. even being a possibility. Right. So I would almost disagree. That. So that is the question I wonder if that job pops up. But when it does, I mean, are you going to have to pay him again? Like if he's, if he's pursued uh, you, by... You only get so many chances to do and that, that and that's when you I'm work s- at a company. I mean, you can't go to the boss repeatedly trying to leverage one. It, it never sets well with... with any boss because they feel like they're being held over a barrel. You can only do that so many times, and then you have to move and, on. And that's, that's not that's not true, Tommy. I disagree. I, you can only do I it think, so many times. What, let me just How let me give you a what if. Mm-hmm. Let me just give you a what if. Say the the A and M job comes open, and he doesn't go to them. What what if it's the 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 other way around, and they say, hey, we're not going to pay you. Two and a half million, but we we're going to give you a two hundred fifty thousand dollar raise. We're going to give you a four hundred thousand dollar raise. That that might be how it works. Uh, he doesn't even have to say anything, and and I, I think that you know it, it's we don't know really how that's going to go down. And and I, I will tell you over and over and over. Sometimes it's not the guy that makes the decision; it's the family. And do you want to live in College Station? Do you want to live in Fayetteville? I mean, you you, you can say what you want to about College Station. Hey, it ain't the greatest place. So Jennifer's going to get flooded with emails and messages and, hey, please stay. Uh, at, I don't know about that. And no, that's not going to happen. But I guarantee you that there were times that Frank Burles had chances to leave and Barbara said no. no Dallas Cowboy. I mean, Jared, Chuck yeah, Butt no off question. yesterday. He, uh, Nolan Richardson had a chance to take the Atlanta Hawks job. Rose said no. He had a chance to take the Ohio State job. Rose said no. Tommy had a chance to go to Bristol. Laura said no. Too cold up there. <laughs> <laughs> I said no. It's too cold. It's November 3rd, and I don't have socks on this morning. See, that's the good thing about Ty. When he gets offered a job, there ain't nobody to tell him not to go, so he'll go. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> so, hey, when you're headed to Northwest Arkansas, whether it's a job interview or you're going to a game or uh, maybe a concert at the Amp next spring or Crystal Bridges, uh, think about the end of the mill as the place to stay. Uh, Ty and I stay there. It's right in the central part of Northwest Arkansas. We love it. It's convenient. It's uh, right off the Johnson exit. That's ex- exit 69. So whether you're going north to Benton County or staying in Washington County, it's close and convenient to everything. It's unique, and it's unlike uh, you know the chain hotels. You're, you're really going to like your stay. Big, spacious rooms. If you're a business traveler, you got room to spread out. you got a place to kind of set up your office in your room, plus a, a comfortable bed to enjoy a great night's sleep. 
Plus, they have a European-style breakfast that you'll love to start the day as well. Go to inatthemill.com and check out uh, pictures and details. Call and make your appointments for some basketball games that are coming up. 443-1800 is their number. That's 443-1800 for the N at the Mill. Clay, this weekend it's Liberty. What do you think about this game, and what are some of the keys for the Razorbacks? Well, it's a good team, first of all. And it it's, uh, you know, your non-conference game this time of year, it rarely is this type game. And you get into November, you're licking your wounds from SEC games. You want somebody that you can you can name the score. This is not that team. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do at quarterback because Charlie Brewer, who was a four-year starter at Baylor, broke his hand early in the season, tried to play it. Uh, against BYU, uh, I think he played a couple of plays. Couldn't grip the ball really right, but he's had another week to to get that hand ready. And Bennett, the the other quarterback's pretty good. Throws some interceptions. Brewer is a guy that kind of forces it a little bit, so you might have a chance to make some 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 plays. But this game will will come down to turnovers. Uh, Liberty is right at the top in a lot of categories and forced turnovers, right at the top, sacks, sacks and turnovers come together, 30 sacks, nose tackles made six sacks, uh, inside linebacker, the Mike linebacker is, is really a good player, makes a lot of plays, you know, they're, they're probably better on defense than they are on offense, and, you know, it's, it looks to me like it's strength against strength. You mentioned the quarterbacks. Here's Coach Pittman on kind of what he has to deal with in that regard. We don't have any idea whether Brewer's healthy or Bennett. I mean, we just don't know. But really, we've been preparing pretty much the same for both guys. It's not like a bowl, you know, and all that. I, I think they only practiced maybe one time. That's what I heard. I don't know if, what they did for sure. But if that was the case, they probably didn't add a whole lot of things. I don't know why they would, you know. But yes, do I expect something new, a wrinkle, maybe in special teams, something like that. With Tanner Burns is over there, does a wonderful job for them. And obviously, we all know he was here at Arkansas when I was. Uh, Jesse Stone's over there as well. You got a couple Arkansas connections. Jesse played quarterback at Washington Baptist, also played at Little Rock Christian. And then everyone knows, or I think a lot of people know who Tanner Burns is. But Clay, it was it was a question of who's going to play KJ Malik or Cade Forden versus Mississippi State. I know that Mike Leach and company were game planning for all three. I mean, how much more difficult is that on a DC when you have you can't just narrow it down to one guy? I think that it's the same offense, and I don't think it's uh, going to change as far as the plays. I think you have to understand, and I don't know the differences. I haven't studied them like this, but you got to know. Which guy is going to be more prone to scramble in the pocket, you know, out of the pocket? You've got to know which guy's uh, more prone to to look at this route or that route. I, th- I think you can study that and be aware when when a man changes. Okay, he's probably going to look at this particular play because he likes it. You know, all offensive coordinators know what plays their quarterbacks like, and they call those. And I think that's the tendencies that you have to check and be prepared for. So you you, you got two sheets, uh, but it it's you're not going to run a whole different scheme. The, the, both guys run the same offense, and that's now if you had one that's a wishbone quarterback and one that's a you know drop back passer, I mean you 
you got different stuff that that way, and it make, makes it more complicated. But I don't think that's what you have this week with Bennett and Brewer. When you look at Liberty's schedule, I mean, where does that lead you to the evaluation of really how good Liberty is? I mean, uh, they played Wake Forest, a ranked team early. They have a, a, a loss in four overtimes. But to me, Clay, when I look up and down that schedule, the games they played, the games they're going to play, I think it's hard to, to come to a conclusion that Arkansas isn't the best team of the 12. Yeah, there, there's no doubt that's true. But what I also see is they're a team that fights hard, they're competitive, and they know how to win. And don't let them stay in the game. You know, don't start the fourth quarter if you don't have a lead. Uh, and I, I think that they will gain momentum as the game goes along if they find they can play with Arkansas. And their defense is scrappy. They they make sacks, they make turnovers, and that's the the recipe for an upset. Other than just depth, what did you think the guys that returned in the secondary really brought to the table beyond just numbers? Slusher and uh, and Kyrie and and Jaden Johnson. What, what what did they bring to the table other than just more bodies? They're better tacklers. I mean, it's not that was just plain and simple. You know, they had you know there, there were a couple of big plays where they were out of position, but by and large. They made tackles, and you know, I I think that you can see that uh, you know, you know, Pooh Richardson makes tackles. You know, he's a guy that that they've added to the mix, and that makes a big difference at linebacker if you can rest one of those guys. You know, Bumper Pool being the guy that's beat up, and I I think that uh, you know Slusher is a guy that's sure of what he's doing. He's going to be in the right position and can make plays and he can make plays in a blitz situation understands how to get to the quarterback in a blitz uh Jaden johnson's played a lot of football i think he you know he was beat up and i think they had to get him off the field uh looks like he's healthy now and he played a lot of football last year as, as a freshman um it, it's uh you know and you know, it it took down the number of plays that hudson clark had to play i think that's helpful too you're not out there for 60, 70 plays. If it's if it's 40, 50 plays, that, that there's a time where they can take you off the field. There, there's been some guys playing a lot of minutes, a lot of snaps, and without any hope of coming off the field. There's just no no way to, to take them off. 877-377-6963 is our number if you've got a question or comment for Clay, myself, and Tommy. I do want to tell you this weekend, we've got Liberty in town, but we also have the Majestic with Tanner Usray this Friday night. He's going to be with Lance Rourke. That may, name might sound familiar. One of his songs is featured in Yellowstone. This is a concert that's almost sold out. You haven't got a chance to see him in person. The Majestic in downtown Fort Smith is the place to do that. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry 
as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.